righty, and welcome back to Mascot Talk, a college football podcast. We're finally, the boys are finally back together, me and Bridge. And wow, Let's do go. we have an interesting week three to review. Um, but before we kind of get into week three, we're going to kind of go over the AP poll as it was released, um, I want to say yesterday or Sunday. Um, but there's kind of a, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, there's kind of a couple teams that should be ranked. There's definitely teams that shouldn't be ranked and some teams are not where they should be. So Bridger, what are just, what's like a, the biggest surprise to you in this new AP poll? And then which team do you feel like is getting too much love or not enough love? Um, yeah, definitely some interesting stuff going on. I think Probably the first thing that caught my eye was um, the fact that Baylor and BYU played a week ago, and Baylor Mm -hmm. is two spots ahead of BYU. That makes no sense at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I I don't know how that even happens, but yeah, Baylor should be behind BYU. Um, Regardless, like BYU got smoked by Oregon. They looked yeah awful that game. Um, which is a bummer, but um, yeah, Baylor uh, still shouldn't be ahead of them when they played a week ago. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the first thing that caught my eye. Um, yeah, Miami looked horrible. Um, surprised that they're at twenty five, mostly because of the fact that there's other teams that could uh, fit in that spot, like Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, who's undefeated beat LSU, which um, is turning out. I mean, yeah, it's been three weeks, but they beat a good Mississippi State team. Yeah, I know a lot of people thought Mississippi State would win that game. Uh, it's a good LSU team. Florida State is looking good. I know they struggled against Louisville, but Louisville is a, a good team as well. Malik Cunningham is about a, a as pure of an athlete as you can find. So. Florida State should be in there somewhere. Um, yeah, that's those are some things that caught my eye. Wake Forest didn't look crazy good, but they didn't. They, I mean, they went from nineteen to twenty-one. I think um, Michigan State is not. They, they weren't a number eleven team. No. They just they had to follow that preseason rank where they already had them so high. They had to, and they weren't losing. They just had to keep. That's how they got to number eleven. If we're being honest, so yeah, Michigan State wasn't a number eleven team. I'm a little surprised that Washington went up so high to eighteen. Um, little surprised by that. Uh, Florida, in my opinion, still shouldn't be number twenty. It's just hard when you know they did beat uh, what looks to be like a good Utah team. Mm-hmm. Um. So definitely some interesting things there. But again, the first thing that caught my eye was that Baylor being ahead of BYU and then Washington being at 18 seemed a little high. Um, Penn State could probably be in front of Utah, I think. Yeah. Um, Penn State looked really good against Auburn. Uh, that's the second second week in a row that Nick Singleton, uh, five-star freshman, has run for over 100 yards. Yeah. And... That was in Auburn. 
I think that's a good win. I think they should be, it's an undefeated Penn State team. They should be ahead of Utah. Mm -hmm. They should probably be ahead of NC State. Um, Yeah. And then Clemson's too high. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. I don't think Clemson should be at five at all. I think Oklahoma deserves the five five spot. Um, Something kind of jumping off to me is I'm going to circle back to the Florida schools, um, you know, Florida this past weekend won 31 to 28 at home against USF. Uh, USF is not a good football team this year. They're, they're decent. If best they got hung, I think BYU hung 50 plus 60 plus points on them in week one at home. USF was at home. So Florida's struggling after that Utah game. I'm going to call the Utah game a fluke for Utah. I don't, I think if they replayed right now, I think Utah would, easily win um i don't understand why miami's still ranked um there listen if we look at it like this florida's 0-1 against the sec right they lost to kentucky two weeks ago miami lost this past weekend to a&m and florida state has beaten lsu florida state's the only florida team with a victory over an sec opponent on top of that they're also the only florida team that's undefeated still so why in the world do we still have Florida and Miami in the top 25 and not Florida State? I know they struggled against Louisville last weekend, but give them credit. Jordan Travis, their starting quarterback, got injured halfway through the game and their backup had to come in and win them in the game, which, I mean, they did. They played a great, He played a great second half and, and helped Florida State to that victory over a solid Louisville team. But, I mean... I just, yeah, the, I think that's the biggest takeaway that I've that I've kind of seen. Um, I also agree. I think Penn State should be a lot higher than fourteen. I, they should easily be above Utah. Um, I think Penn State should be tenth or ninth. If I'm being honest, I think they that I think they're better than Arkansas, and I think they're better than Oklahoma State. Um, and I don't, I'm not really buying the hype from Kentucky at eight because their victory over Florida doesn't really stand out as much um, that Florida has been struggling these past couple of weeks. I think Tennessee should be eight. If, if I had to choose, I think Tennessee at 11 behind Arkansas, Oklahoma state and Kentucky is ridiculous because Tennessee, not only have they played a couple cupcake teams, but I mean, they're beating them 63 to three, but at the same time, they beat a solid pit team on the road and Pitt's still rain. That's Pitt's only loss. So I mean, I think the poll, we're slowly getting to the point where, you know, teams' true identities are kind of getting shown here. I I agree. I think Michigan State at 11 was a freaking joke, if you ask me. I That team is going to be lucky, mark my word. They're going to be lucky to get 7-5 and five because that game against Washington, they still got to play Ohio State. They still got to play Penn State. They still got to play Michigan. They play Minnesota this upcoming week, who I think is the best team in the Big Ten West. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's some crazy, crazy things um, happening in the poll. But let's go ahead and give you guys some week three recap of some um, exciting games that had happened. So it looks like we're going to start in the ACC. So Bridger, what's our what's our first game that we got to review from the ACC this past week? Um, well, the Friday game, Florida State, Louisville, we kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, Florida State definitely had some struggles, but it's always hard to have a backup quarterback come in. And then mm-hmm. Florida State probably won't play another 
um, quarterback that's as elusive as Malik Cunningham. Um, I mean, he, he, there's times when you look at Malik Cunningham and he, he makes those open field moves that look just like Lamar Jackson. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was watching some Lamar Jackson highlights the other day. And then I was watching that game and I was like, Holy cow. That looks just like Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like he, obviously he's not as, as talented. Well, maybe he is, I don't know. Um, but um, yeah, that, that game, I thought that was a good win for Florida state because there for a little bit, it didn't look like they'd win. Mm-hmm. Um, but they definitely won't play another quarterback um, like that until yeah. they play Florida and have Anthony Richardson. But um, mm. we'll see if Anthony Richardson's even starting by then. <laughs> that was like the <laughs> quickest uh, Heisman, like, oh, Heisman front runner hype after yeah. week one to like, oh, wow, this kid's actually, uh, it takes, it like, honestly, it takes two weeks in college football to show some form of like, uh, repetition or like um, consistency, consistency, yeah. right? And if Anthony Richardson would have done that every week, like we'd we'd be like, oh wow, this Florida team's legit. Mm-hmm. But he did that one week, but then now he's done two weeks of what he did last year, which is nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I, that's probably the first game that stuck out to me. Um, Syracuse and Purdue. Yeah, that was a crazy game. <laughs> that was insane. Super crazy. I mean, Purdue should have won that game, in yeah. all honesty. Um, I'm very surprised that they didn't. Um, Purdue's a better team, in my opinion, but they didn't win, so doesn't matter. Um, Wake Forest almost going down to Liberty. Yeah. Uh, Wake Forest defense looked pretty bad on those last two drives that Liberty had. I mean, they just Wake Forest scored a couple of touchdowns in a row and Liberty just answered right back. They went for the win on the two point and mm-hmm. weren't even close to getting it. Um I like that they went for the win though. Yeah. Um good decision on their end. And then um, NC State and Texas Tech. Um, yeah, I I think a lot of people are. I mean, I was a little shocked. I thought that game was going to be a little bit closer, but I mean, NC State dominated it from from start to finish. I think. I mean, at one point, I think at NC State was leading twenty seven to seven. So, I mean, I think I think East Carolina game was a, a little bit sluggish for them, but they've really put it together these past couple of weeks, and they got a really bad UConn team this upcoming week before they go on the road to Death Valley and play Clemson. So, I mean, if they can start out 4-0, like I said, I, I picked – if I had a dark horse team to win the ACC, I, it would easily be North Carolina State. I mean, they they got the experience in Devin O'Leary at quarterback. Um, they're a very run-first heavy offense, but they got a couple of great backs. Um, if their defense can just put together a couple of stops, I think – and. NC State's going to be a really good team. And, I mean, that Texas Tech offense was really explosive the past couple of weeks. And North Carolina State was able to hold them to just 14 points, and really they were garbage points. I didn't really think, you know, Texas Tech really had a shot at winning that game after the first half. But, 
I mean, it, yeah. And then another game that I'm, I'm. This is why Clemson is not the number five team in the nation is because they beat a Louisiana Tech team forty-eight to twenty. Okay, they well, Clemson is those played, are garbage points. Yeah, exactly. Clemson is is so overrated this year, in my opinion. Um, I think they're. They they got a tough schedule this upcoming couple next weeks. I mean, they pl- play at w- Wake Forest next this upcoming weekend, and then home against North Carolina State. Like they could easily lose both of those games. So, I guess I um, shouldn't call those garbage points, but I agree that um, I yeah, mean, they scored twenty one points in the third quarter, it, which they had to do because they were only up thirteen six at halftime. Yeah. But it's not a good Louisiana Tech by any means. No. Um, but Clemson. They've done that all three weeks. Yeah. I mean, they could barely, like, they didn't look super good against Furman. And then Georgia Tech, it was a close game until the very end as well. And then Georgia Tech just got completely blown out of the water this week um, by Ole Miss, 42 to 0. So, like, that Georgia Tech team's terrible. Um, like, <laughs> um, Ole Miss played them a lot better than Clemson did. And, yeah. I mean, Ole Miss is, isn't that great either, in my opinion. So, yeah, Clemson, it's interesting, their story kind of, because last year after they lost to Georgia, and then I can't remember who they lost that second or third North Carolina game State. to. Was it? And then yep. they dropped out of the top 25. We didn't see them again until the very end of the year when they started to make a run and then still had a 10-win season, which is awesome. Um, but they, they dropped out of the top 25 completely for half the year. And then this year we get the preseason rankings and there's just nobody else to put in the top because we don't know anything about these other teams. And Clemson just ends right back up at number four um, and then got switched with Michigan. I think after week one um, or so, I, I believe they were, I believe Clemson was started the year ranked number four and yeah. then dropped to five yep. um, after that Georgia tech game. So Little interesting with Clemson. I'd agree. I think they'll lose at least one game this year, if not two. I'd say. I mean, they have a tough game with Wake Forest coming up this week. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a tough NC State team. They have to be. They have to beat Florida State. Um, I know Notre Dame hasn't looked good, but I mean, anything can happen. Uh, they have to play Louisville. They still have to play Miami. <laughs> it's like they have a pretty tough schedule. Um, mm-hmm. when you look at it from abroad. So, um, yeah, definitely interesting uh, to watch Clemson uh, struggle again. But... Yeah, they they need to find some answers on defense and offense. They start the game so slow. In my opinion, they need to be playing Kate Klubnik and not DJ Uyunglele. Um, I don't think DJ's really been the answer. He's not consistent enough. He doesn't put in together enough solid drives. Um, and especially when they get into the meat of their ACC schedule. Yeah, it's, it's difficult, but, um, all right. Well, so the thing is that what made Clemson so good, sorry to cut you off. No, you're was good. In the last few years, those championship teams they had, they had Deshaun Watson and then they had Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, those two teams. Are, or let's look at it this way. Clemson's offense and their team thrives off of a quarterback that can make plays. Mm-hmm. And not just 
throwing the ball down the field, but their ability to get out of the pocket and make the defense suffer with their with his legs. And yeah. DJ just doesn't bring that to the table as much. Um, and if you have a, a true freshman quarterback, Kate Klubnik, that can do the exact same thing as DJ, you may as well play him and give him the experience just to propel your team that much farther for next week or next year. Sorry. Um, That's, that's my take on that. Yeah. Um, Then the last game, I think you were getting to it. The Texas A&M Miami game, right? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I mean, listen, Miami looked putrid on, on offense. They had four drives within the red zone and came away with three field goals. And this was I'm I'm gonna be a little critic critical right now. This is Mario Cristobal's problem. I don't know where why why it has to be like this, but he is one of the worst game managers as a coach. I mean, he did this at Oregon um the last couple of years. I mean, look what happened to Oregon when they played Utah twice in a row, basically back to back weeks, like two out of the last three weeks of the season, and they lost by the same score. For a coach who you know, you're supposed to make adjustments. You're supposed to adjust the game plan as it goes. And then if you play the same team, freaking adjust the, adjust the game plan so that you can play a better game the next time. And against AM, he he I don't know what he was thinking. They're down eight, right? The final score was seventeen to nine. But Miami had the ball with five minutes left and run the ball they ran the ball. On second and 30, I understand it's second and 30, right? You're not going to get all those yards back at once. But why in the world with five minutes left down eight on the road in College Station, are you running the ball with five minutes left to go in the game? And then he only gets five yards. So then he does a little dink and dunk on third and 25. Like you're trying to win this ball game. Take some, take some, you got to take a much bigger shot if you're going to try to beat Texas A&M. It was just, in my opinion, it was, it was Miami got exposed. They, I mean, Texas A&M didn't even play that great and they came no, with, they I mean, it was a terrible. mediocre performance yeah. by both teams, but A&M yeah. prevailed. Yeah. It's not to say that Texas A&M just like played a good game. Texas yeah. A&M played horrible. <laughs> yeah. I, I am so surprised that Haynes King is still starting um, for Texas A&M. But what, to go back to your point on game management, it really like hits hard when you look at the stats, the game stats, um, side by side. Yeah. Miami had 11 more first downs. They had 130 more yards total. Um, Texas A&M only had 260 yards of total offense. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, Miami missed two field goals. They had that fumble on that um, on that punt, set Texas A and M up for that touchdown, that easy touchdown. Um, but then, other than that, I mean, Miami still rushed for 175 yards. They passed for over 200 yards. Uh, their time of possession was 34 minutes compared to Texas A and M's 25 minutes. And you get you look at those things and see that they lost that game. There's something wrong. And yeah. five five attempted field goals, you make three of them. You miss two of them. 
there has to be uh, you have to take some risk as well if you know that you've had a bad day on special teams um like i don't know try something maybe <laughs> i mean yeah exactly yeah you, you that's what you'd like to see at least um and then i think it was that last drive um oh maybe not well yeah so they went 83 yards in 16 plays they took 6 minutes um just to kick a field goal 34 yard field goal on a fourth and four to me that that uh that hurts like the energy of the team to go six to take six minutes off the clock you're losing Mm -hmm. you drive 86 yards down the field just to kick a little chip chip shot field goal um and you just you hate to see it yeah Miami's not back (laughs) nope I know and and I made that, you know, pretty strong statement that Florida State was the best team in the state of Florida last uh last Thursday, but I mean after this week it's still range true. Miami is just Josh Gaddis didn't call a good game offensively. Mario Cristobal did a horrible job game managing that whole game. I mean it was just Miami got exposed and they can't afford to do that once they start playing Clemson and Florida State and Louisville and all those other solid teams and even Syracuse. So yeah, it's, it was, it was just um, a bad game, but now I guess jumping conferences, we kind of covered everything in the ACC, but now big 12 and obviously the number one game that, that really sticks out is Oklahoma and Nebraska. I mean, I, I felt like this Oklahoma team under Brent Venables is a completely different team than it was under Lincoln Riley. I don't think Lincoln Riley ever put together a solid defense at Oklahoma. I mean, he he was more of the, I'd rather just outscore opponents than play good defense. Now, Brent Venables went into Lincoln. I mean, granted, I know Nebraska is not a good team, but offensively, they're a pretty solid team. They have Casey Thompson, that quarterback, right, who threw for 380 yards and five touchdowns last year against Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry, right? So this is a good, solid Nebraska offense. And, I mean, it was a beatdown from the start, except for the very first drive of the game when Nebraska drove the ball 70 yards and scored a touchdown. I mean, it final score was 49-14. Like, this is a solid Oklahoma team, I feel like. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Oklahoma looked solid. Um, kind of going back to that AP poll, like th- that's why I'm so shocked to see Clemson still at five is because yeah. yes, we start with these preseason rankings and conceptions that we have, mm-hmm. but none of that matters after the first week of football and so on. And yeah. after three weeks of football, I could think of three or four teams that have proven way more than Clemson. Yeah, and trust me, I like I'm not like a, a Clemson hater <laughs> for for anybody yeah. that's just thinking that we're bagging on Clemson <laughs> just because like we don't respect them. Um, like I'm just purely going off of what I've seen and um, what's happened in the first three weeks of football, and there's no way you can spin it to say anything different. Uh, yeah. 
And yeah, Nebraska's not a not like a crazy good team. They should have just kept Scott Frost for one more week. He would have at least kept it like a one possession game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, knowing his track record, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Oklahoma looked really good. Um overall a pretty good week for the Big 12. Uh Baylor looked uh good. Um West Virginia looked good. They bounced back. Hey, how about that, Kansas, uh, huh? Kansas. Starting 3 and 0. Look at Kansas. Oh my goodness. They beat Houston, which a week ago that Houston team was ranked number 25. Yeah. Tulane beat Kansas State. That was a surprise. Yeah, Um, that was. That was a good game. I was a little surprised by that. Oklahoma State, they they were firing on all cylinders. I was I was surprised to see them drop in the poll. To Kentucky, they switched places with Kentucky and Kentucky played horrible against I don't was it Young's, Youngstown State I think they played Youngstown, yeah, Youngstown State. State yeah and then Kentucky somehow jumps uh Oklahoma State not to say that Oklahoma State's the better team but based on the track record of the AP poll if you're just going to compare that week uh there's no reason that Oklahoma State should have dropped yeah um and then NC State uh beat texas tech so a loss there for them and then texas they were close with utsa for a minute um, i knew it that's I, a good utsa ever, team it is it's a solid utsa team and also we still don't have quinn ewers back at texas so that also sure. could have played a little bit of factor in it but yeah it was probably closer than texas fans would have liked it yeah yeah i'd have to agree with that um i mean if you look at it, like looking at the statistics, I mean, UTSA, um, what what was tough for Texas, they couldn't get off the field on third down. Yeah. UTSA converted nine of 16. They had eight more first downs than Texas did. Um, and then they only had 50 yards less um, of total yardage. Yeah. Um, UTSA did really good at time management, but – uh, Texas again they got hurt with penalties um but yeah that game was definitely a little closer than people would have liked um UTSA really struggled in the second half um mm-hmm. that was definitely the biggest thing it, it was tied going into halftime so um but good thing Texas won and then um that kind of sums up the Big 12 um yeah. Big 10 Looking at the Big Ten next, um, pretty good week for the Big Ten. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I mean, except for Northwestern. I mean, they lost <laughs> to an FCS team in Southern Illinois. That Northwestern's I mean, bad. That just shows you how bad Nebraska is too, though, because Northwestern's only win on the season is against Nebraska, and it's not even on U.S. soil. So they technically haven't won a game yet in this country. So yeah, that's true. It's, 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 it's oh, rough. Michigan looked good. Yep. Um, Nebraska, Purdue lost a heartbreaker. Obviously can't believe Purdue lost that. That surprise surprises me. Indiana um, struggled with Western Kentucky. I mean, that game went into overtime. Rutgers barely beat temple. Yeah. That one by two. Yeah. Penn State, though, um, domination. I think Nick Singleton has got to be one of the best backs in college football, and he's a true freshman. I mean, kid's imp- impressive. Penn State 
should get a lot more love than they're getting. I understand Auburn may not be the best team, but they still had to play on the road in an SEC environment, and that's not easy to do no matter who you play in the SEC. So, well, and I'm surprised that Catron Allen's not getting more talk. He is electric as well. Yeah. I mean, he... I mean, he he had nine carries for only fifty two yards, but he had two touchdowns. Katron Allen's really good. He's a he's a freshman as well. Mm-hmm. Um, two freshman running backs that can do what Katron Allen and Nick Singleton have done. That's pretty special. Um, that that makes Sean Clifford's job so much easier. Yeah, yeah it does. He, there was that that play though. He got rocked <laughs> in that first possession against. Yeah, Edward. he did. Holy cow! He he. <laughs> He felt the heat on that one, but I mean, yeah, everything was clicking for Penn State. Offense, defense, I mean, they really couldn't do do anything wrong. The next team I want to talk about is one that me and you are, are overhyping, maybe, but at the same time, I don't think so, and that's Minnesota. Minnesota has dominated every game they've played, and honestly, watch out, because I think they're going to end up a 10-11 win team at the end of the year, and they're going to be in the Big Ten Championship. I'll I'll say that right now. I think they're way better than Wisconsin. I am way better than Iowa. That team's a joke still. But This Minnesota team could definitely run the table. Yeah. Um, their toughest game ahead of them is Penn State. Yeah. So Minnesota's legit. I mm-hmm. I really like Minnesota. I'm, I'm surprised that they haven't received more votes for the top 25 as well. Again, I, I don't think the rankings matter that much because they really don't. Um, the playoff committee is going to release their own rankings uh, when it comes time. Yeah. And then none of this will even matter. So That's true. But I mean, <laughs> but hey. It's, it's still interesting to see, you know, you have all these voters and the AP poll that half of them don't know what they're doing. Um, yeah. But I mean, Minnesota's got talent all the way around the ball. Like Muhammad Ibrahim, that, that dude is insane. Ran the ball 23 times, had 202 yards, averaged 8.8 for per carry, and had three touchdowns. Like, any team with a running attack that special, I mean, that's just going to make Tanner Morgan's job way easier in the passing game for Minnesota. And well, I mean, only had, They only threw it 16 times. Exactly. So, that's, that, that tells it's you a everything. good team. Yeah. Ibrahim with... 200 yards and I don't care who it is any running back that rushes for 200 yards that's that's pretty cool yeah um and it's not against like an FCS team they play Colorado yeah Colorado's not very good this year but there's still 200 yards against power power five team yeah um yeah really like Minnesota what they've done um that they're dominant Wisconsin looked good against New Mexico State yeah it's Um, New Mexico State but yeah I mean they they looked a lot better. I think they got beat up pretty bad against Washington State um, morally, I think. I think they had a lot of hype coming into the season, and then taking that loss at home in Camp Randall was, was tough. Um, but they did respond. Oh, I, I like to see that their offense got to score some points. That's yeah. a Wisconsin offense that struggled really bad last year. Um, mm-hmm. Only scored 38 points in their season opener that was – um against Illinois State. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's a it's a season opener, but even against Washington State, Wisconsin always has a really tough defense. 
Yeah, they do. Wisconsin's offense couldn't do anything against Washington State. So it was just good to see them kind of get to fire off on on what I would consider all cylinders. Mm-hmm. 66 points against New Mexico State. That's good to see. They needed to do that in preparation for, for their game this week against Ohio State. Um, Ohio then State Ohio State, good. Yeah. they looked awesome. Um, 11 touchdowns. That, that was, I mean, gave up twenty one points to Toledo, but that Toledo team is not not too bad. They're they're no. projected to win the max, so mm-hmm. um, that that was a good game. That Toledo quarterback's really good, Finn. Yeah, um, yeah. Ohio State was um, firing off on all cylinders, to say the least. Yeah, and then I mean, one of the, you know, one of the biggest games of the week. I mean shocked a lot of people um was that Washington Michigan State game. I mean having I mean Washington dominated that game from start to finish. Mhm. Um and I mean, Michigan State, they're kind of just, uh, you know, they're, they're very, how would I, how would I put this? They're very overrated in my opinion. Um, I think that, you know, Michigan State just, they got exposed and they didn't have a good passing defense last week. They didn't have a good passing defense this week or excuse me last year and they definitely didn't have um a good passing defense uh this year either and and it kind of showed and Washington um you know they really took took that you know they really played that in their favor i mean michael penix Michael Penix, I mean, he threw for 24 for 40. He didn't really have the best accuracy, but, I mean, he had 397 and four touchdowns. So um, Michigan State really, really struggled, um, you know, really trying to really trying to find, um, you know, just uh, an identity on defense. Um, but, I mean, Washington was in – control of that game from the start. I mean they they really were. Yeah. Um yeah, Pat, Michigan State did better in the second half than they did the first half. That mm-hmm. first half was was a lot uglier than uh, Michigan State would have liked. That second quarter Washington just absolutely dominated. They scored 20 points in that quarter. Um yeah, that that was super solid. Um, second half though, Michigan state outscored them. Um, and they looked a little bit better, but Washington, they, they looked good. Uh, they, they really did Michigan state. I think they'll struggle this year. Um, we kind of talked about that already with their preseason rank. Um, last year we already knew that they were ranked pretty high. They just, they won some big games. I mean, they, they beat Michigan last year, which, uh, looking back is like unbelievable almost, but I, I'd say they'll lose to Minnesota this week. They'll definitely lose to Ohio State. They'll lose to yeah. Michigan. 
Yeah. Um, they'll Penn lose State. to Penn State. Yeah. And then it's up in the air with Wisconsin. Um, not sure how that game will be, but I mean, yeah, Michigan State's going to struggle. They'll still make a bowl game. They'll, they'll be good. They'll be decent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that's interesting. The biggest surprise is that Iowa somehow managed to score managed to score twenty seven points. points, even though Spencer Peters still only had a QBR rating of what thirty five or something like that. Thirty one, like I think. Thirty one. Yeah. <laughs> regardless, this offense is horrendous. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I love. I I do. I respect Iowa. I have nothing but love and respect for that program. Kirk Ferentz has done a, a great job over the years, but oh my goodness, like this offense is still just not, I mean, this is a half decent Nevada team. And, and even at that, you know, Petrus didn't really throw the ball. Well, they had the, they had to get the running game really going before they were able to score some points. So I, well, they're they going to elite defense. They do. They really do. Um, mm-hmm. But like we saw last week with Iowa State, uh, their defense can only do so do much. So much yep. Where like the offense just has to outscore. I mean, that's football, obviously. The the offense has to outscore the, the other team. But um, the defense is doing their job. They held Iowa State to ten points, and they still lost. So exactly. Um, yep. Yeah, you, you can only do so much. Uh, Maryland, they snuck by SMU. SMU is a good team. Yeah, um, I'd say uh, Maryland. They they won, which is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Maryland can do this week against Michigan? Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It, exactly. And then, and then you know, you know, kind of moving, kinda on, moving to on to the to the, uh, the big. Uh, or, excuse me, the Pac-12. Um, really, the biggest really the game of the whole Pac-12 was the Oregon-BYU Oregon game. game. I think, I think Oregon, really Oregon really dominated that from, that from, from start to finish. From start to finish. So, so, I mean, nothing really I mean, nothing much more really to say there, except, there for except for Oregon's a good, Oregon's team, a good and team, and I think that just is a testament to how good Georgia really is this year. Um. But I kind of want to bring something up, and and me and you kind of talked about this, um, a little bit, you know, towards or on on Saturday. UCLA is celebrating in their locker room like they just upset Utah or Oregon or Washington or someone, or even won the Pac-12 championship, and they just beat have beaten a, a, I mean, not even a really a good USA team, but a South Alabama team by one point. They beat them 32 to 31 and they were celebrating like they just won the Rose Bowl. Like, why are you celebrating? You just almost got beat. You had to, you had to kick a last second field goal to escape South Alabama. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty, pretty funny, but I guess from a player's perspective, a win's a win to them. And, just move on to next week, I guess. They, I mean, maybe there was a lot of emotion with that game, and just coming out with a win just felt like a big victory because they won, you know. Yeah. And so, um, but definitely interesting to see that because anything that makes social media, obviously, like 
your your you question and and uh it was just funny to see it get posted so much um like how how hard UCLA was celebrating like they've never celebrated before like they just won a conference championship or something like that i mean yeah champagne bottles everywhere you know it pretty funny um if i was on that team and i just beat south alabama by one point i'd be pretty pissed uh, uh yeah so there, there's probably nothing to like celebrate there but they came away with a win so um yeah interesting there notre dame beat cal uh barely. that was a close game barely yeah i, I mean, mean that, cal had opportunities to win that game well even in the end that that hell mary almost got caught in the end zone that was pretty cool mm-hmm. um or that game would have gone to overtime and Notre Dame probably would have lost in overtime. Their offense is horrible. Um, yeah. Oregon looked really good against BYU. Mm-hmm. Um, they kept their home game streak going. Um, I thought they looked really, really good. Um, BYU had some some critical turnovers in that game. But yeah. um, overall, Oregon looked they, – they did look really good. Washington uh, State looked good against Colorado. San Wazoo's three and zero. They host Oregon this week, and that'll be a good game. But Washington State's looking really good. I mean, they beat a not great but not terrible Colorado State team, thirty eight to seven. But I kind of want to address a real shocker to me: is Oregon State is three and zero, but not just three and zero. They have been putting the whooping. On teams, I mean, they beat Boise in their in their first week. Um, they even beat Fresno State. Yeah, even beat Fresno State, and then destroyed Montana State. They got USC at home this upcoming week. We'll we'll talk about that game more on Thursday. But that's if you're USC, you can't overlook that game. Like Oregon State has been doing a great job this year. In it's another in the team, wins I'm and surprised hasn't made the rankings. Yeah, I any team that's undefeated. And that's played well should be ranked ahead of a one loss team that hasn't beat anybody that good, in yeah. my opinion. Until until proven otherwise, that's how it should be. Yeah. And Oregon State's another team. That Fresno State team is good. Yeah. They they've been really good the last few years. And Hayner, their quarterback, he's Stud. he plays really, really good. And mm-hmm. so yeah, that Fresno State team, we even got to see USC struggle for a, a little, little bit, bit against yep. Fresno State um, until their quarterback got hurt, Hainer, uh, specifically. So, yeah, that Oregon State team's good, mm-hmm. um, surprisingly. And, yeah, that USC game is going to be good this week. They have a pretty tough stretch because they play USC and then they go to Utah um, and have to play Utah at home. Um, but they do get USC at home. So that'll be a good game. Oregon State's definitely a surprise team. They played good last year, though. Yeah, they did. Um, I thought. So, um, yeah, Oregon State looked good. Washington State, they're 3-0. and mm-hmm. They beat Wisconsin. I don't know how that team's not um, yeah, I, there I agree. either. I think Wazoo it's, should easily be ranked right now. A lot of 3-0 and teams that you're looking at, like, wow, like pretty – Interesting. Like usually, we don't see these teams start the season three and zero. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Washington. They've started three and zero. We saw they made the ranking, which is great. Um, 
Utah, they they took care of business against San Diego State. They started really slow. Yeah. Um, super slow, but they ended up winning. USC, they do the USC looks really good. <laughs> they mm-hmm. they really do. They're they're gonna be really good the next few years. Um really good. I like what Lincoln Riley's doing there. Um Arizona. Uh is Arizona three and oh? No, they're two no, and they're, one. They they're two lose. and one, but they I mean that was a good game against North Dakota State. North Dakota North Dakota State could have easily won that game. Um they played really well. Well Arizona's better than Arizona State this year. That's something they haven't been able to say for a minute. So Yeah. Um Arizona State's <laughs> not looking that great right now. Yeah. Um Herm Edwards gone there. Mm-hmm. Arizona State with the loss. Um we all we all kinda we're all familiar with that, I'm sure. Um so yeah. Pac twelve did pretty good. SEC, uh just to move on. Yeah. Um you know, LSU played really good, I thought, um, against Mississippi State. I know a lot of people had Mississippi State winning that game. Uh, I saw a lot of people have their own uh, personal rankings and had Mississippi State up there pretty high. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, LSU won that game. Georgia looked really good against South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Spencer Rattler's. Super Georgia, overrated. Yeah, Kansas Georgia's on another level, and Spencer Rattler is as overrated of a quarterback as it gets. Well, I was looking this this morning. Georgia, they've started out these first three games better than they started their first last three games year. last year. Yeah, that's insane. And they've only allowed 10 points total. And yeah. the point difference on their first three games is 120 points. Yeah. That's outrageous. That's outrageous. They're only allowing, what was it, 3.3 points a game. 3.3. Last year at this time, it was 7 point something. Yeah. So Georgia is looking good. Um, Better than a lot of people thought they'd look after they lost so much talent to the draft. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they've really, they've really stepped up this year i in my opinion i think easily you can't you can't ever knock them off in number one right now um and they're easily the best team in college football right now and honestly it wouldn't even surprise me that much if they were the ones holding up the championship trophy at the end of the year again um they're really that good um And then, yeah, remember we we kind of talked about Kentucky. They didn't look great against Youngstown State. I mean, they won thirty-one to nothing. Which, congrats, you know, their defense played good, but their offense struggled. So they're gonna have to step up if they're gonna win more SEC games. Um, you know, we Missouri played decent against Abilene Christian, but I mean, it's Missouri. Missouri no, is not good. No, they're really not. Missouri is not good. They won against Abilene Christian, but Missouri is not good. Yeah, no, they are they are not good. Ole Miss had a good showing against Georgia Tech, but Georgia Tech really isn't the best. Um, I think Brian Harson's on the hot seat at Auburn right now. I mean, that was a putrid, putrid game at home against Penn State. Now I get it; it's Penn State, but you can't let someone come into Jordan Hare Stadium and beat you forty-one to twelve. And they're not even in the SEC. 
Um, well, they barely know. beat San Jose State last exactly. Week they barely beat San Jose State, and then they what beat Mercer thirty four seventeen. Like that's not a good game. You yeah, know, that's not what the fans well, they have want. Missouri this week. We'll have to see what they do against Missouri. Yeah, but that's... then they have LSU mm-hmm. and then Georgia and then Ole Miss and then Arkansas. Yeah. All games that they'll probably lose. Mm-hmm. Then they have Mississippi State, Texas A and M. Yeah, it, it's going to be a rough season for Auburn. Brian Harson's going to be gone after this year. Oh uh, yeah, um, I don't doubt it. Undoubtedly, and even in the recruiting, they don't have anything in the pipeline. Really, recruiting. They had that four-star wide receiver just decommit this week, and then after they lost to Penn State. You saw his, his uh, Twitter post saying we are. Uh, that, that was pretty funny after yeah. just decommitting from Auburn. So, um, yeah, really, when if you're a program and you're Auburn and the expectations are, are as high as they are mm-hmm. um, and you just got a new coach, you've given him two years and he doesn't have anything in the recruiting pipeline, you've just lost – a big time game to Penn State that wasn't even really close. Um, yeah, you're, you're in a tough spot. They they'll be lucky. I don't even know if they'll win. It. I don't even know if they'll go to a bowl game this year. Yeah. I don't see six games on here that they can win. Yeah, I, I it's it's going to be definite. It's going to be a struggle in Auburn for sure. Um, and I mean, obviously Vanderbilt whoop de doo they beat Northern Illinois and Alabama steamrolled. UL Monroe, like I'm pretty sure anybody could do that. Um, Arkansas kind of struggled against Missouri State. Um, offensively, they didn't look too bad, but that defense needs to clean up some things, um, especially going in. I mean, I know te- Texas A&M hasn't really shown anything, but they definitely have playmakers on their team. So Arkansas is going to have to be really careful because they're going to start getting, I mean, they have A&M this week and then Alabama next. I mean, those are two tough, tough opponents. So. You know, mis- well for Arkansas, they they have to clean up the turnovers. They had yeah. three turnovers in that game. Yep. Um, they had almost six hundred yards of total offense. You shouldn't have six hundred yards of total offense and have a game that's where you're losing at halftime and have to come back. I mean, it was seventeen to zero at one point. So, yeah, you shouldn't have almost 600 yards of offense and then feel like you have to come back. I mean, they were losing in the fourth quarter by 10 points. So, um, yeah, that, that's that's crazy. Um, Missouri State, had um, they had over 400 yards of total offense. So, yeah, their quarterback three had turnovers, Three turnovers, that kills you. That hurts. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's... That's the biggest thing for Arkansas that I noticed. Um, Tennessee, Tennessee look looked good. really good. Yeah, um, yeah. Tennessee's been a team to watch since week one. Florida looked terrible. Um, yeah, <laughs> can't can't say anything else about that game. They just looked terrible. Thirty-one to twenty-eight against USF. Yeah, and um, and Richardson threw ten of eighteen, one twelve, and two picks, zero touchdowns. He has not thrown a touchdown since week one. So, I mean, it's looking less and less, you know, hopeful for Florida Nation here pretty soon because they're not going to beat Georgia. 
I mean, they're not even probably going to beat LSU. Uh, Florida, you're looking at Billy Napier's first year going eight and four, maybe nine and three at the best. But I'm looking at eight and four, seven and five this year for Florida if they keep this up. I mean, that's not a good USF team at all. They might have to think about putting Jack Miller in at quarterback. Yeah. Transfer from Ohio State. Yep. Um, I mean, I think he's second on the chart. I think. Um, not going to say that I, I know that, but I think that Jack Miller is probably uh, the backup to Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Um, so, and he got a, he got a little bit of experience last year at Ohio state in some of those games, not obviously not enough. Um, that's why he transferred, but yeah, they're, they're going to struggle. Florida is going to struggle. Um, yeah, thirty-one twenty-eight, Texas A&M. We covered that game already. Uh, not much more to be said about that. But mm-hmm. yeah, overall, not a crazy week. Um, not really any major upsets. Uh, some close games. Yeah, some really close games. And some, some games that, that were close that shouldn't have been close. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but overall, no crazy upsets. Oregon was probably the only really like. I guess Oregon was favored though in that game. So, if you just look at it from a rankings perspective, though, mm-hmm. that's about the the one game that probably was shocking. Um, but other than that, nothing crazy. And then, yeah, Herm Edwards gets fired. <laughs> yeah, th- those are probably some of the biggest things. And then recruiting-wise, Alabama just got another uh, four-star commitment from an off- or a defensive lineman, um, which is intriguing because Keon Keeley, he's, he's been somebody that we've had our eyes on, everybody has, since he decommitted from Notre Dame, five-star recruit. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people thought Alabama was, was just going to be the easy target for him. I don't know. He he's taking a second visit to Ohio State this week. That's his second one this month. He's going to the Wisconsin Ohio State game. Um, I know that Ohio State really wants him. Florida really wants him. Yeah, I think Miami. And you can't help but wonder what happens when Alabama lands a commitment from another four-star defensive lineman. What like what goes through your head if you're Keon Kiwi? Um, not to say that, that like, I think obviously you would hope that he, he wants to be competitive and that he'd be able to win that position. Um, but, you know, what? I, I can't help but wonder if it really, like, impacts his decision. Because after that commitment, he, uh, that's when he stated that he was going on another uh, official visit to Ohio State this week. So, um which again, that surprised me. That's that's the second one this month. Um, yeah, and I think it you know it, it helps that Alabama when you have just so much talent that you know, it, it, you know some of these players they're looking at it like you know when am I even going to get to play? Because I mean I get it. You know, in my opinion, I think players should be a little bit more patient. I think they should not just transfer right away if they don't get the start, I mean, it's totally their right. They can do that. But, um, 
you know, if you want to build a program like Alabama has, I mean, yeah, they just got guys like, I mean, some guys don't even see the field till their senior year, but yet they're still first round draft picks by, you know, April. So, you know, with Keeley and stuff, I, I know, you know, he's, I know Notre Dame, um, you know, wish they could have him, but I know Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Miami, I think Oregon maybe, but just just some of those bigger schools are are looking at him. And I mean, if I was him, I would definitely go to somewhere where I would get playing time right away. I mean, if that's what you're looking for, then yeah, maybe Alabama's not, you know, if you want to win championships, Alabama all the way. I wouldn't, if I was a player, I'd go to Alabama. But if I'm just as, if I'm a player, you know, and I'm just looking at broad spectrum, yeah, I'd play at Alabama, right? Like the chances I go to the league and win a natty in college, pretty high. Now, if you're going for education purposes or you're going for, you know, I'm not dogging on Alabama, but academically, you know, you could go to somewhere like Michigan or Ohio State or, you know, Stanford or somewhere like that where it's better academically and you're going to get more playing time right away. So really it just, you know, it's going to come down to some, most of these recruits, like, you know, what, what are you looking for? Are you looking to play right away and, you know, or do you value, you know, championships and the opportunity to go to the NFL over a top 50 education in the world? You know, you just, it's just, it's just a toss-up for these recruits, um, and I actually think well, and that the NIL it, exactly, and the NIL helps right for these bigger teams. Now, I don't think teams should be able to use NIL in recruiting, but obviously, it's going to happen. Um, however, like yeah, like your NIL deals once you get to school, they're going to be a lot, a lot bigger. But I think this twelve-team college football playoff that's coming up, you know, that's about to to come out. I think that's going to help recruiting, and that's going to even the playing field tremendously because you're taking the six top ranked conference champions right so that means pac 12 that means big 10 that means acc scc big 12 um american even could get in there and that large like just all these teams and so now if you're these teams you got to be thinking hey i could tell recruits you have just as much of a chance as making the playoff and you will play a lot more than if you go to somewhere like Georgia or Alabama or Oklahoma or Ohio State. You know, so I think I think we're getting into some really exciting days here up and coming in college football. Um and I mean I'm excited. Yeah. I as well. All righty. Well, hey, thank you all so much for tuning in. Me and Bridger will be right back on Thursday and or Friday, somewhere around there, and we'll give you guys our week three picks. Um, we actually got a lot of good games this upcoming week. We kind of get into conference play, um, and and that's when it really starts, you know, getting good. So, thank you all so much for uh, tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time.